Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Dr. Donovan's show 118, all the single ladies. Medicine to Health News, to All About Me. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Yes, this show was nominated for a Blog Talk Radio Emmy. We uh, lost uh, to Beyonce, who had the best video ever. I don't know. What do you think? But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. Yeah, that's right. Already, already going back to the well for old jokes that are as old as one week old. I know, very, uh, very exciting. Uh, man, I had a, I had another joke here. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so what do you think about that? He's a jackass. Yeah, okay. So I am, uh, of course, your favorite physician host. My name is Mike, but my friends call me Dr. Ray, and you are my friend, just by listening to this show. You can find me at DrAnonymous.com. You can also go to DrAnonymous.net, which brings you to my Facebook page. Shout out to, uh, Everybody out there who uh, is a, a Facebook fan of the show, and you can also go to DrAnonymous.org, uh, which takes you to my Facebook fan page. Not, not that takes you to my iTunes page where you can subscribe to this show. I'm a little bit off tonight, if you can tell already. Today is Thursday, September 24th, 2009. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And it is only three weeks away. That's right, three weeks away until Blog World and New Media Expo. Specifically, the uh, the uh, MedBlog programming track there, of which I'm a part of. We'll be talking about that in a little bit. 
Uh, and well, what else? What else are we talking about? We talk. We we have some news stories here uh, tonight, and we have some health and medicine uh, news stories. We also have some not so serious uh, news stories here uh, tonight, and uh, we'll also be talking about Blog World Expo, the countdown to Las Vegas segment, and uh, that's going to be coming up. But uh, first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again uh, this evening. For those of you new to, who are new to the show, thank you for joining us. And if you're, in case you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician in full-time private practice here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And uh, I've had this show now for two years. Thank you, Block Talk Radio, for not canceling me. And uh, before I go to my first break, I do want to give a big shout-out to the people in my chat room here. We have a girl, 007. We have uh, Grunt Doc. Welcome, Grunt Doc. If uh, you want to see me on the webcam there, there's a little icon, a little webcam icon right next to my name in green at the uh, top of the chat room there. You click on that little icon, and you see me doing the show live right now i know very exciting also shout out uh, to the j man the uh, fantasy football commissioner uh and kimmy ramona and t rave shout out to t rave and uh looks like you had a good time there at pod camp uh topeka i think it was last weekend and if you want to see highlights of his presentation there go to t-rave.com did a great job there also gave me a little shout out during his presentation thanks a lot there t-rave or t-rex or t-ravenous or whatever uh so yeah i'll take my first break right here and uh, we will continue uh, with some news right after this you're listening to the uh, dr anonymous show a featured speaker at uh, blog world expo and uh, especially their uh, med blogger meetup there. And I'm trying to find some, uh, <laughs> trying to find some, some music here, I'm trying to make this transition here as smooth as I can. But I can't find my, uh, can't find my, uh, <laughs> can't find my music here. Oh, the the wonders, the wonders of live radio. <laughs> Uh, so I found it here, so we'll be uh, right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show. All of the fun of the calories. That's right. Uh, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll start it with our health and medicine news segment here right after this.
this week, Time Magazine asked this question. This is from Wednesday, September 23, 2009. From Time.com, are med student tweets breaching patient privacy? Again, uh, the, the press going to the privacy, um, which we will be trying to answer at uh, Blog World and New Media Expo. I am, of course, on that panel for patient privacy, and uh, one of the panelists there will be the one and only Dr. Rob. And uh, if you haven't checked out his podcast, I would uh, highly encourage that. The House Call Doctor podcast it's, uh, I think, in the top 25 or top 15 of all podcasts over there on iTunes. It is uh, very informationally good. I don't know. I'll edit that out later. Um, so, yeah, so, um, so I'll be uh, just kind of reading, uh, reading part of this uh, article here. It's, a, it's an interesting article if you haven't checked it out already. Personnel profiles on Facebook and other social networking sites are a trove, is that a word? Trove of inappropriate and embarrassing photographs and discomforting breaches of confidentiality. You might expect that from your friends and even from your colleagues, but what about your doctor? A new survey of medical school deans finds that unprofessional conduct on blogs and social networking sites is common among medical students. Although medical students fully understand patient confidentiality laws and are indoctrinated in the high ethical standards to which their white-coated profession is held, many of them still use Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Flickr, and other sites to depict and discuss lewd behavior and sexual misconduct. <sighs> make discriminatory statements and discuss patient cases in violation of confidentiality laws, according to a survey which was published this week in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Of the 80 medical school deans questioned, 60% reported incidents involving unprofessional postings and 13% admitted to incidents that violated patient privacy. <laughs> Some offenses led to expulsion from school. Really? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, this has been going on for forever. <laughs> Probably going on right now in some time zones here on uh, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Med students leaving the hospital, even in the hospital, talking about patients whatever, but now, now it is a big deal because it is social networking and students are getting kicked out uh, for this. <laughs> uh, here's a quote. I didn't expect to find so many incidents of unprofessional conduct, says Catherine, I can't say her last name, medicine clerkship director at Washington, D.C. VA Hospital and the lead author of the study, a physician responsible for counseling medical students and residents, says she assumed that students were, quote, educated about professional conduct online and used better judgment. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you see, the article goes on here. Uh, 
This issue is especially relevant to discussing particular cases. Laws uh, prohibit doctors from talking about patients using individually identifiable information. It's this type of education that medical schools need to include more in their curriculum. Ensuring that students are aware of privacy settings on social networking sites is another. At UCLA, uh, the, I think the dean there earlier in this article assigned a task force which includes students who devise guidelines that students can follow in making decisions about what to post and what to keep to themselves. So, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, make fun of this too much. Of course, patient privacy is the most important thing. I know I wouldn't want my, you know, picture taken you know, during some kind of surgery or something like that and then post it on Flickr or Twitter or Facebook or whatever. So certainly it is a important, it is an important issue to talk about. But, uh, of course, you know, in reading a article like this, I think they're overblowing things a little bit. <laughs> I could be wrong. But uh, it's an interesting article. If you haven't checked it out, it is uh, Wednesday, September 23, 2009, from time.com. Our mid-student tweets breaching patient privacy. And I want to thank uh, Grant Doc there for, uh, for the link to the JAMA article, the Journal of American Medical Association article. And uh, so, yeah, inter interesting topic. I think uh, the issue of uh, social... Networking will uh, not go away, and uh, breaching patient confidentiality is, is always going to be uh, a question that is asked, and I think it should be asked. Um, but in, in looking at uh, uh, looking at uh, uh, issues and articles like this, sometimes I think things get a little bit a little bit overblown. Uh, let's see, our next story here, uh, I think this came out today. This is an interesting, and I'm getting this from uh, uh, CNN. This has to do with HIV. The title of this article is Combo Vaccine Reduces Risk of HIV Infection, Thursday, September 24, 2009. A vaccine to prevent HIV infection, the virus that leads to AIDS, has shown modest results for the first time, researchers have found, raising hopes that a disease that kills millions every year that someday may be beaten. In what is being called the world's largest HIV vaccine trial ever, involving more than 16,000 participants, researchers found that people who received a series of inoculations of a prime vaccine and booster vaccine were 31% less likely to get HIV compared to those on placebo. Before this study, quote, before this study, it was thought a vaccine for HIV is not possible. And I think this is from the lead researcher here. Uh, the study was conducted in Thailand with more than 16,000 people between ages 18 and 30 participating. Uh, they were all HIV negative at the beginning of the trial. And the article goes on to say that uh, according to estimates by the World Health Organization, 
3 million people were living with HIV at the end of 2007. That same year, some 2.7 million people became newly infected and 2 million died of AIDS, including uh, 270,000 children. Two-thirds of HIV infections are in sub-Saharan Africa. So that is, that is news from today. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Uh, kind of interesting there. <clears throat> and uh, let's see, before I go on here, I want to uh, give another shout-out to our chat room here. We have the Llama Herder. That's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, Jesse the Dead Man. And uh, welcome to the show. And uh, also the Reverend Rock Dog. Thank you for uh, checking us out here uh, tonight. And uh, next I have a uh, I have a little audio soundbite here. Uh, it's, it's kind of disturbing to me. I don't know if you heard about this story uh, of two people uh, who were in uh, group therapy, and uh, they were given something, and, and they actually actually ended up dying. I mean, it's crazy. Here's the uh, story from the Associated Press. Police in Berlin have detained a doctor after two participants in a group therapy session died. Police say a 59-year-old man died at the scene, and a 28-year-old man died later in the hospital. This police spokesman says the 12 people that were taking part were given an unknown substance. A spokesperson for the prosecutor's office says the doctor admits giving a dozen people drugs and substances. It's not clear if the drugs were legal or not. Nine of the other participants were hospitalized and released. One remains in serious condition. A neighbor says he had heard rumors the doctor was involved in therapies involving mushrooms with mind-altering effects. The doctor's website identifies himself as a psychotherapist for individuals and groups. He says he specializes in depth psychology, body work, and art therapy, and spiritual crises. Police say autopsies were conducted on the two men who died, but it will take a while to get the results of toxicology tests. Matt Friedman, The Associated Press. Body work and art therapy? Mushroom? What? What is this? <laughs> that story just kind of really, uh, really, really uh, freaked me out there when I uh, when I heard that. <laughs> oh, what well, happens with that case there? And let's see what else. So I have uh, one more story here in our health and medicine segment here, and. Uh, to lighten things up here a little bit, uh, this is a uh, this is an interesting story. Something I found also from our friends at the Associated Press. Something about a spoon um, stuck in a lung or something like that. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Check this out. This North Carolina man is used to eating his food fast, but after getting a piece of a spoon stuck in his lung, he may never eat fast food too fast again. Two years of mysterious ailments breathing problems, pneumonia, and multiple hospital stays left John Manley sick and tired. There was no cure or cause in sight until a doctor at Duke Medical Center inserted a camera down his throat and saw this. A one-inch piece of a plastic spoon from Wendy's stuck in Manley's left lung. One week after surgery to remove the plastic, Manley is breathing easy. And normally when I come out of anesthesia or anything, I'm a little frisky. <laughs> so I told him to stay at arm's reach. But when he got this thing out, he said that I was trying to hug him and kiss him because I could breathe. I haven't been able to breathe for two years. Doctors in the Duke Pathology Department are now examining the plastic. Rita Foley, the Associated Press. Okay, wait a minute. So, so all right. Let's, uh, 
let's break this down here because uh, we only deal with the most hard-hitting stories here on the Dr. Anonymous show. So, so this guy goes to Wendy's. He has his Frosty, right? He's got his Frosty. Or, or it could be chili. Um, you know, the, the, the follow-up reports are still unclear on what the exact substance was that he, uh, that he took with that. But I'm going to Frosty. You know, if, uh, if you go with the odds there, uh, uh, you've got to go, go with the Frosty. So the, guy, so the guy's eating uh, with uh, his Frosty, right? So somehow, and, and you know, if, if for people who don't know, I mean, you know, the, 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 the Frosty, the Frosty plastic spoon, it's a pretty good size. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not that like those little, you know, uh, you know, sample spoons you get like at, uh, you know, Baskin and Robbins or something like that. This is a, this is a pretty good size spoon, plastic spoon. Uh, so he swallows the thing. How can you not know that you swallowed a spoon? I, I don't know. I, I have, uh, I have, uh, I, I have no idea how you would know that you would you would swallow a spoon. I mean, what, what do you think about that? He's a jackass. Right. Yeah. He's prob- probably a jackass. So um, so he swallows a spoon. Uh, and well, you never know because because the Wendy's Wendy's I think you know so, some places have the twenty four hour twenty four hour drive through right. So, uh, so, so he's out, you know, like drinking, or, you know, you know, smoking the wacky tobacco or something like that. Gets hungry, goes to the Wendy's, gets the uh, uh, gets the frosty, eats the frosty, eats the spoon, passes out, and then for the next two years he can't breathe. There you go. I think I think I th- I don't think you know it could be. This is probably going to be a, uh, uh, a, a an episode of CSI or something like that. Uh, but uh, you know, I just uh, I just broke it down right there. Um, so so uh, so CBS can just send me the uh, residuals on that uh, on that episode right there. That's uh, that's uh, th- th- that's what you need. But I mean, how, how can you not know? You know, I you know, I'm not not really sure about that. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me uh, take another break here, and uh, right after the break, uh, we're going to be talking about this, uh, countdown to Vegas. And I'll talk about some do, and not only for that, but uh, from our other, some other things this week. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio. It will be right back. Welcome back to Dr. Anonymous show, curing that pesky rash, just with the sound of my voice. Welcome back. You know, just kind of uh, finishing up that thought on the Wendy's thing, you know, uh, you know I, I think what they're going to need to do now uh, is they're going to need to uh, put a disclaimer on the spoon and say, may, uh, warning, may swallow and cause you to not breathe for two years. You know, just you, you can get that in addition to the cup of coffee that says that it is extremely hot. There you go. 
So, uh, <laughs> all right. So welcome back. So, uh, yeah, so countdown to Vegas. So three weeks, three weeks until uh, World and uh, New Media Expo. So, uh, so this week I, uh, I sent in, I, I got the, uh, uh, I got the uh, email from the organizers out there. They wanted, uh, uh, they wanted me to send them some information about the, uh, about the uh, session. And uh, if you haven't heard already, I'm going to be uh, moderating a session having to do with blogging and patient privacy. Really, I'm not kidding. Uh, and uh, so, uh, so I, I brought up a description about that. I wrote a description about me. Uh, they wanted to send little eight by ten glossy whatever, uh, so I uh, emailed that, um, and uh, uh, and yeah, so so hopefully uh, they won't uh, they won't mess that up. But uh, but you never know, <laughs> you never know. And I mentioned last week on this show, uh, and I know I'm going to get some more comments on this. So one of my favorite uh, uh, movies ever. Uh, uh, in Vegas or about Vegas uh, is, uh, is the movie uh, Swingers uh, with uh, uh, Vince Vaughn, John Favreau. It's a comedy. It's not what you think it is. <laughs> uh, and uh, was able to pull some of my favorite lines from that from the, from that movie here. And uh, hopefully this will be able to come through. The audio is not not the greatest, but uh, you know, I have a couple of scenes here that I think it's it's, it's hilarious. It's funny. And that's one here for you. You got digits, baby. Yeah, what a surprise. What's all right? So we talked to the beautiful brunette baby. Look, she didn't like me, okay? I'm a fool of myself. Baby, don't talk that way. You're right? so you're so money and you don't even know it. That's what I keep trying to tell you. So Could you, you not mess know. with me right now? Baby, we're not We're not. Right. Don't you are like a big bear with 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 claws and with fangs. With big man. fucking teeth, yeah, man. With fucking teeth on you. She's just like this little bunny. Who's just kind of cowering in the corner, shimmering. Yeah, man, just kind of, you, you know, you got these claws and you're staring at these claws, man. You're thinking to yourself with these claws, you're thinking, man, how am I supposed to kill this bunny? And you're how am I supposed it, to man. kill you're this bunny? Yeah, you're not hurting it. You're just kind of gently batting the bunny around. You know what I mean? And the bunny's scared, Mike. The bunny's scared of you. And you got these fucking claws, you got these fucking fangs, claws and these fangs, man. And you're looking at your claws and you're looking at your fangs. And you're thinking to yourself, I don't know what to do, man. I don't know how to kill the bunny. With this, you don't know how to kill the bunny. Do you know what I mean? You're like a big bear, man. See, that's just like fucking. No, right. I'm not fucking with Honestly, you. Honestly, Mike, I'm telling you, you're money. You're so fucking money. All right, and I want you to go over to that girl and I want you to get those digits. You're money. Come here a second. Listen to me. Now, look it. When you go up to talk to her, man, I don't want you to be the guy in the PG 13 movie everyone's really hoping makes it happen. I want you to be like the guy in the rated R movie, you know? The guy you're not sure whether or not you like yet. You're not sure where he's coming from, okay? You're a bad man. You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Bad man. <laughs> You're so money. You're so money, and you don't even know it. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Here's the other favorite scene I have. Right All right, listen. I took out $300, but I'm only betting with 100 I can't afford any more than that. All right? I figure if we buy a lot of chips, though, the pip also see us, they'll pop us all sorts of free shit. That's how it works over there, all right? But you got to be cool, man. I'm cool, baby. I'm cool. They're going to give Daddy a room, some breakfast, maybe finish singing. I know, just a place, Mike. Well, what the hell are you wearing? I thought you said we are going to wear suits. 
And welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show, lowering your blood pressure one point at a time. Uh, welcome back, and uh, I do want to uh, welcome Life Spark Ministries to the chat room. Thank you for joining us here. So my first story here has to do with uh, Saudi Arabia. That's right, uh, Saudi Arabia. They have uh, uh, they have their first first ever co-ed university. I'm not kidding about this. Uh, here is the uh, story from our friends at the Associated Press. Saudi Arabia's first fully integrated co-ed university is now open. The King Abdullah Science and Technology University opened Wednesday with both men and women, breaking many of the conservative country's social taboos. Um, whether you're a woman or a man, um, working side by side, you don't look at the, uh, the gender at all. It's all based on science. So. Uh, it's been a great experience to come here and um, to have the funding that I have and to do um, amazing research with an amazing group of students and amazing faculty. University officials say the postgraduate institution could be key in turning Saudi Arabia into a global scientific hub. This, this Saudi Arabia now can grow economically on two engines, resources in the ground and innovation, the talent of its people contributing to two engines of economic growth. I think that's what Saudi Arabia is looking towards. So far, more than 800 students representing 61 different countries have enrolled. School leaders hope to expand the number of students to 2,000 within a decade. The school also has one of the world's largest endowments, meaning every student gets a full scholarship covering tuition plus a stipend. John Belmont, the Associated Press. So there you go, and uh, I have exclusive uh, access to uh, their uh, alma mater song, and uh, it goes something like this. All right, enough of that. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this uh, this Pittsburgh meeting here. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, bump out the show here a little bit. Um, I'm gonna go the uh, entire hour. That's what she said. Just kidding. Uh, and. Uh, so yeah, so let's talk about this uh, G20 summit here. This is so it's going on in Pittsburgh right, right now, as we speak. And I have some, uh, I have some audio clips here. And uh, the first one here, just you know, just talking in general. This uh, this was from uh, from last week that was posted by the Associated Press, just talking about the meeting in general. When the leaders of the world's 20 largest economies put this city in the international spotlight, you might just change your opinion about Pittsburgh. This is Steel City USA, and these days it runs on much more than just steel. But compare it to past G20 sites like London and Washington, and you, like many, might ask, why Pittsburgh? Well, there's no official explanation out of the White House why they chose Pittsburgh. But I think it is a tribute to the metamorphosis we've seen in our region. A vibrant, diverse city of 300,000 nestled between the Allegheny and Monongahela rivers, Pittsburgh leaders boast it's reinvented itself with industries like health care and financial services. 
all with an eye towards going green. If you look at Pittsburgh today in 2009 and its industrial structure and its, uh, its base of industry and compare it to, say, 1979, obviously it's dramatically different. These days, the names of major banks grace the compact skyline, and the healthcare industry alone accounts for 100,000 jobs. It's this urban renaissance that White House officials point to as the reason we're here. I think the people who's, who's coming in, like um, everyone who's protesting against the G20 thing or who um, has something to do with the G20, I, get, I think those, you know, get a chance to experience what Pittsburgh's are like. And then there's the Dan Rooney factor. You may know him as the owner of the Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers. He's now the ambassador to Ireland after the longtime Republican crossed party lines to support President Barack Obama. Some speculate Obama chose Rooney's hometown as a tribute. Those three rivers don't hurt either. They provide a natural security barrier, making it easier for federal agents to isolate both the convention center where the summit is taking place and the streets of downtown itself. Keeping people out is a big part of the G20 security plan. And that security plan will get a big test this week as thousands of protesters, some of them very aggressive, try to get as close to this building as possible. Jason Bronis, The Associated Press, Pittsburgh. So I'm reading, I'm reading some of this stuff here, or not reading, well, reading and, 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 and watching some of this stuff going on just uh, today. And uh, it's it's crazy out there. It's nuts. I mean, it's uh, um, <laughs> I would just, I just would not want to be there uh, right now <laughs> because it's just it's uh, I I was I've been looking at some of the Pittsburgh TV stations there, and uh, it's, uh, it's 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 an interesting uh, it's an interesting situation going on there right now. It's a here's, here's another quick uh, news story here. If it's uh, we'll see. We'll see what this is. World leaders arriving in Pittsburgh for the G20 summit are finding a city on lockdown and already hit by violence. I never have seen anything like this. It, everybody has to board up their stuff, and I, we have a beautiful city, but it's all boarded up. Boarded up because of this. No matter not what your purpose is, you may be arrested you must and or subject to other police actions. Hundreds of protesters marching to the summit site, clashing with police. They're staging what they call a people's uprising. Still, G20 leaders hope to rise above this din and get some work done. President Barack Obama flew to Pittsburgh fresh from chairing the UN Security Council, where he won unanimous approval for a U.S. plan to curb nuclear arms and perhaps one day eliminate them. But in Steel City, his task is more immediate. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, so yeah, so it's so it's going to be interesting, uh, interesting to see what happens uh, the rest of the week out there. Um, so, I think what I'll do, I'll, I'll just I'll just cover a couple more stories here. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if you heard about this story uh, in uh, South Carolina. There's a uh, there's a mayor down there. <laughs> who uh, instructed the police even if they even if they see a crime going on that they are not to initiate any kind of chase at all to apprehend the criminal <laughs> it's just it's crazy let me see i think i have a news i think i have the news story here let me uh let me try to find it here as i 
as I try to multitask my way into uh, trying to find... Oh, here it is. So South Carolina mayor defends no chase policy for police Monday, September 21st. Columbia, South Carolina. The mayor of a small South Carolina town says she banned, banned her police officers from chasing suspects on foot after an officer was hurt running after a man. <laughs> uh, Welford Mayor Sally Peak said she issued an order in August after the city uh, had to pay for an officer who missed work after chasing, quote, a guy who had a piece of crack on him, unquote. She said a drug possession charge was not worth the cost to taxpayers. <laughs> but her written order said she did not want anyone chasing any suspects whatsoever. The decision came after uh, uh, two town-issued cars were totaled within a month, although her order applies only to foot chases. When a local reporter asked about the policy, Peek would not answer and clapped her hands in mock praise that, a, a, that the reporter had found a story. <laughs> it gets better because uh, I found a little YouTube clip um, about that same interview, and this mayor just totally makes fun uh, of this uh, person. As of this date, there are to be no more well, foot chases. Chase, and that's okay. what I said, that's what I meant, and that's what I, I said what I meant, and I meant what I said. Sure. They are costing us more money on insurance than uh, my, most citizens here in the city of Welford even earn. Are you telling your officers that if they witness a crime, they witness someone commit a crime on someone else, and they're 10 yards away, that they cannot go stop that person? Is that in there? It says no chases whatsoever. Well, that's what I said, no chase. I didn't say nothing about no crime. If you see a crime, this and that and the other. Well, that's we're what a chase, not, that's what a chase is. Well, I told them no chase on foot, and, I, and this guy knew exactly what I mean. So you're trying to twist what no, I'm saying. No, I'm not. You, oh, yes, you said you no are. chases. No well, chases means no chases. You got your story. Thank God. You are so sweet. You got your story on a woman in welfare. Hallelujah. I am so proud of you, Mr. Cato. I'm just trying to decide what you're telling your officers. I don't think it's out of the oh question God for me to ask you. you about it. May God bless you. You don't feel like this is possibly putting your citizens at further risk? No, he's helping my citizens. How so? If someone escapes from the police and they go hurt someone else? That's not going to happen here in Wellesley. Now, let's, May let's, God bless let's you. be professional. May, I am. May God bless you. Let's be reasonable. Let's be reasonable. May God bless you. Uh, that, that, that's not uh, that's not an act. <laughs> that's not Saturday Night Live. That is not uh, comedy. That is that was that was a real interview <laughs> on the on the uh, TV news. There, I mean, it's just it's uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so uh, don't go through uh, South Carolina. Well, you can because they're not going to be chasing after you. So everybody go to that town and uh, wreak havoc on the town there because the police are uh, not allowed to chase you uh, at all. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let's see what else we have here. So, um so we'll go back to uh, let's see international stories here. So, uh, so there is a there's a town in Russia who wants to uh, drug test 
their kids. Uh, and I didn't really didn't fully understand the story, um, but uh, here is uh, here it is right here, uh, right now. School number 1230 is just five minutes' drive from the Kremlin. Among its students are the children of Russia's political and social elite. But very soon, the school day here, as in every other Russian school, may begin with a drug test. Human rights activists have criticized the move, but many parents are in favor of the tests. If the students have nothing to hide, then I don't think it's an infringement of their personal rights or anything. I think it can only improve the situation. I certainly don't want my child to take drugs. The mandatory drug tests were suggested last week at an emergency meeting of Russia's Security Council. Russian President Dmitry Medvedev told council members that high drug use among Russia's youth is a threat to national security and called for tougher punishments for drug dealers as well as introducing drug testing in schools and universities. Students at the school are aware of the growing problem of drug use and many think the tests are a good idea. Unfortunately, in our days, a lot of uh, people uh, try to take drugs. I think this is very bad, and uh, I think that these tests will be useful uh, for all schools. Drug use among young people in Russia has risen alarmingly over the last decade. Experts put the number of drug addicts as high as 2.5 million, almost 2% of the population, and two-thirds of addicts are under the age of 30. Drug use is already rampant among Russia's street children, but officials are now concerned that it's spreading to schools. The deputy director of School 1230 says they do a lot to educate the children about the dangers of drug use, but the real problem is not at school. We keep an eye on their behavior, watch them during breaks, we even don't let them out of the school during lunch break, because we're in too good a position on the street as far as drugs are concerned. She says that drugs are sold from cars on the road just outside the school gates. That's the same road Dmitry Medvedev takes to the Kremlin every day. Andrew Braddle, The Associated Press, Moscow. All right. So uh, I am uh, getting uh, really tired here. So I'm going to take one more break and uh, maybe a couple, uh, talk about a couple more topics here, and then uh, we will uh, call it a night. So uh, one last break here. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous show on uh, Blog Talk Radio. And uh, we'll be right back. Back to the Dr. Anonymous show. Uh, I do want to thank people who uh, are in my chat room right now. Uh, so, uh, Jesse, we have Girl, we have uh, J Man, Kimmy, we have the Auto Box in the chat room, and also uh, T Rave. So, uh, I got 13 minutes here, but I'm not going to be using the whole time. I just want to just uh, touch on just uh, one more topic here. And, uh, um, and uh, I do want to talk a little bit about um, you know, transitions. And things changing. Uh, I listened to uh, my good friends over there at the uh, Woodshed Radio Show over there uh, on uh, Sunday night. Uh, they had a show here on Block Talk Radio, and they uh, they closed up their show uh, on uh, Sunday night. And uh, I listened to it, and uh, uh, you know one of the things that they talked about was uh, actually a couple of things. 
you know, one of the things they talked about is that uh, you know it just wasn't uh, it just wasn't fun anymore. And uh, you know sometimes uh, sometimes you do get a little bit burned out uh, when you're doing some of this stuff, some of this when you when you put yourself out there, especially uh, social networking, social media, new media type of stuff. And I uh, just want to talk about that a little bit at the end of the show here. Um, you know, I definitely, uh, I definitely can relate to that. Um, I started my blog um, oh, about three years ago. And when I started, you know, I was just like anybody else to, uh, you know, who started. Uh, you know, they, uh, you, you start out, you know, full force. You know, you post every day and, uh you know, find new and creative ideas on on uh, what to do uh, to write about stuff, and you know, try to get traffic and that type of thing. And you know, things start to slow down a little bit, and and you you lose that initial type of oomph that 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 you have when you start. Uh, and then the similar thing happened when I uh, when I started this show a couple of years ago. You know, I I remember uh, you know when I when I got this show that uh, when I got this show when I started this show. Uh, that I really wanted to talk to, you know, some specific people in my little sphere, you know, of, of medical blogging, you know, and uh, so when I say, hey, what, what would it be like to talk to this person or to that person? And, uh, um, and you know, luckily for me and thankfully for me, they said, yeah, we want to come on and just talk about stuff. Uh, and it was very exciting. Uh, so, uh, you know, as, as that went on, uh, you know, I, I started – you know, getting a little bit tired myself as far as blogging and podcasting and things. Um, and, I, you know, I, I have significantly, I have significantly uh, cut back on my blogging to a point where I only, my only blog posts now are, are barely just to uh, to talk about this show. I, and I kind of miss, you know, writing about a little bit more about medical and health type of things. And I really have intended to try to get back to that. Just Just haven't had to, just because, you know, things like life and, you know, your job and your personal life get in the way there. And the show has been like that, too. You know, I, I, I've, I've, it's been very, very difficult for me uh, to try to get, uh, you know, people to come on and, uh, uh, you know, interview, you know, to, to interview on the show here. And uh, that's been, it's been kind of, uh, kind of frustrating here uh, for me. So I've been trying to find some creative ways to keep the show going. Uh, and one of the things I've kind of stumbled onto is, is you know, talking about some new stories and, and trying to find, uh, trying to find uh, creative ways uh, to uh, to keep the show uh, interesting. Um, and I very much appreciate everybody, you know, continuing to come back to the show, whether you're listening live here right now or you're listening on the archives. <clears throat> and uh, you know, as I'm going, as I as I'm building up, as I'm as, as I'm getting ready for this uh, Blog World Expo coming up in uh, three weeks. Uh, you know, I, I admit, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed. You know, I haven't really been blogging that much. You know, I'm uh, and I'm going to be introduced as a blogger, <laughs> which I don't know if I am anymore. Uh, but I do have this show too, and uh, you know, it, it's uh, uh, you know, it's, it, it has changed. The content of this show has changed. You know, and I don't think it's any, you know, it's not you know necessarily any better or any worse. Uh, so, so I definitely relate to to people who. Uh, you know, sometimes you know they they stop posting for a while on their blog, or they uh, they took take a little bit of a break from their podcast, or you know whatever they call it now, pod fading or blog break or whatever. Uh, so uh, 
so definitely, you know, I I, I relate to uh, to you know not only what the, what the Woodshed Radio guys you know that we were talking about on their on their last show, and uh, I hope they come back, um, hopefully in a different you know a different format, a different type of you know. Uh, you know, uh, reinventing yourself to come back. Um, but I, I definitely relate to, to uh, where you guys were at when you were recording that. Um, and sometimes you just, you just got to take a break. Um, and it's, it's been, you know, I admit it's been tough for me too to kind of, you know, kind of keep this show going. And, and the, the, the one thing that keeps me going is all of you out there who listen to the show, you know, live and on the archives and, uh, you know, um, you know, engage with me, you know, on Twitter and Facebook and just to say hello. And, and you know, most of you um, I have never, ever met in person. And uh, um, and especially people who are going out to uh, Blog World Expo next month, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person there. So, um, you know, so those of you out there, and I know, you know, especially the people in my chat room right now, you know, if, you know, I know, you know most of you are on something there as far as Twitter or Facebook or blogging or podcasting or you know, something like that. If you know, if uh, I would, uh, you to, uh, you know, it, if you're if you're thinking about doing something different, you know, out here as far as you know, if if you if you if you're just on Facebook or Twitter and you want to try blogging, if you want to try podcasting, or if you try blogging and podcasting and hasn't really hasn't really taken up for you, I encourage you to uh, you know try again, you know, try a different try a different angle, try a different format, try a different something uh, to, uh, uh, you know, to, just try something different. But definitely, as those guys said on their last show, is it's got to be fun, you know, and, and I, I definitely, it's going to be the same for me too. Uh, you know, as soon as blogging and podcasting and, and social media is no longer fun for me, I am going to stop because, you know, this is not a job. I already have a job, thankfully, um, and this is supposed to be fun. So right now it's still fun. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to keep going and, uh, I'm going to thank, you know, everybody for, for continuing to support the show, for continuing to support, you know, my blog and Facebook fan page and iTunes and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you guys, you guys are the, are the greatest out there. Um, you know, I am, I am always humbled. I'm always humbled by people who actually want to read or listen or watch as far as, you know, video blogging and things. Uh, stuff that I do. I don't know why you do it, <laughs> but I very, very much appreciate that you do. And, and uh, I know I could do a little bit better job of, of supporting all of you out there, uh, whether it be uh, leaving a comment uh, or, um, you know, sending you a, a Twitter message or an email uh, or a direct message to say, hey, you know, I enjoy what you're doing. You should continue doing what you're doing. Uh, because I think that uh, you know, it looks like you're having fun. You're having uh, you're having a good time doing it, and you should continue. You should continue doing that. So uh, so yeah. So I just wanted to. <laughs> that is not my Jerry Springer final thought. No, uh, no. But I just I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to say that I was going to write a blog post about it, um, but I figured that I would. Uh, I would talk about it on the show because uh, uh, because my good friends at the Woodshed Radio Show that really got me thinking as I was listening uh, to their show and the things that uh, they were talking about. I definitely uh, relate to where you guys were at uh, during the uh, recording of that show. Uh, so that's it, kids. So uh, um, I want to thank everybody for uh, for joining me here this evening. I will be having a Saturday night show. 
coming up on uh, September 26th. It will be 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern uh, time. And uh, so, uh, so hopefully I can continue uh, uh, doing stuff, producing stuff uh, that is entertaining uh, to uh, all of you. Uh, so thanks again for, uh, for those of you who are listening to me live and also uh, on the archives. Uh, you guys are the best. Um, I will uh, end uh, with uh, this song here, if I could find it here in my... Uh, uh, in my... Uh, my list here. Yeah, here we go. Uh, so yeah, thanks for, uh, for listening to the show here. You can find me at dranonymous.com, dranonymous.net, dranonymous.com. O-R-G, and I hope to see everybody on Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Good night from Northeastern Ohio, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Hey, Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let Wow.